and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon. Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for uh, being with us here this morning as we talk a lot of hoops, I have a feeling. Although maybe a little NFL football, while I know there will be, because Frank Schwab is coming up and he covers that after all for yahoosports.com. The BMW Des Moines guest list, since we're there, let's uh, continue on. We will hear from Frank Schwab at 1030. Frank will join us. Um, Talk about the moves in the NFL. Look forward to doing that. Uh, also, he's uh, did. Did they start a sports book, Yahoo Sports? I know there's a, a Twitter account, Yahoo Sports Book. Can you bet with them? I'm not positive. It's been around for a long time. They have had that kind of entity, if you will. But I don't know if it's a standalone. I don't know if it's an online or not. Yeah, I know they have Daily Fantasy that is Yahoo Sports Book that way. So I, that's been around for a long time. Also, not sure of the exact entity though. I've never heard of it. No, At least nor, in its own realm. Nor have I. Well, Frank does. Uh, he covers sports gambling and obviously the NFL, and we will speak with him uh, coming up at 1030. He was a Wisconsin grad, and he's bitter. He gives Iowa State no chance. Oh, wham, wham. They're going to get walloped. Well, Brad Davidson. <laughs> I got a big middle finger for you. Yeah, you know I what? I never see his face again. I think uh, most of the Big Twelve fan, our Big Ten fan bases, and one Big Twelve fan base Absolutely. now uh, feels feels the same way. So Frank Schwab at ten thirty, then Kerry Miller, Bleacher Report. He's a really good uh, basket college basketball resource. He will join us at eleven oh five. More on the Sweet Six games, like uh, Sweet Sixteen. What time's he coming on, Kerry? Eleven oh five. Eleven oh five. Bill Bender, eleven twenty, mm-hmm. and then. Um, a guy that covers Miami uh, for uh, Inside the U. Christopher Stock is his name, and we'll spend a few minutes with him right at the end of the show uh, talking about those hurricane. He covers them for and has for, oh, almost 20 years or so now with 24-7 sports, InsideTheU.com. So Christopher Stock will wrap things up. Uh, how did you do in your picks yesterday? Another 2-0. and oh. I mean, I'm... You know, long you hit label. both NITs? Yes, Mr. Monday Night, of course, is what many people... Boy, I can't wait till we're back at Mr. Monday Night. But Mr. NIT is now 4-0. and Nice. The last two you nights in the NIT. that tournament, oh, Trent. Absolutely. By the way, they're leaving Madison Square Garden. Did you see that? Yeah, what's the... I don't know what... Uh, I mean, it's such a big venue. It's New York. I don't know. Maybe they think they can put something else in there, better use of the facility, and they're going to farm it out. And there's one city that is... At the front of the line saying, we'll take it, we'll take it. Dayton? Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, oh, oh. Give us their the, they, they want everything. Why wouldn't yep. they? They've got all those facilities and all those hotels and the airport's easy in. Easy, well, it's better some days. Uh, but uh, anyways, you know, speaking of Monday night, uh, just, just for a minute, since Frank Schwab is coming up, we now know that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman uh, are going to be calling Monday night games, and they threw a pile of money at them. Mm-hmm. It is a... What's the best word? A colossal upgrade from Lee. And I, they weren't awful. Levy Greasy and Riddick weren't terrible. They were fine. They were okay. 
uh, if you, you know, 100 years from now or um, 2070-something when it started, Mm -hmm. and you look back at the history, uh, or 1970-something when it started, you look back at the history, 100 years from now, about some of the, you know, the great voices of Monday Night Football. That trio will be, you know, down the list. Down the list. It won't be at the bottom. No, it won't be at the bottom. There's been, I mean, Dennis Miller did it. Um, I like Dennis Miller. Yeah, I didn't like him in that. Uh, Tony Kornheiser. Did I love it. Tony Kornheiser. Um, who was your worst crew? Oh, it's not even close. It was Gruden and Sean McDonough. And it yeah. was, they hated each other. No, they did. That's they true. They absolutely that's a, hated working with each other. That's true. And it came through your TV set every Monday. Night. Especially the last year. Yes. The absolutely. last year. I thought that they were okay. Like, I like John Gruden. Um, You're the one. Yeah, I am the one. I like him with a headset on and uh, breaking down the draft, et cetera. But yeah, that, was, that wasn't a good crew, especially at the end. But these two, I mean, um, the resume speaks for itself, right? With, with Buck and Aikman. But here's my question. And they threw millions of dollars at him. Yep. Millions of dollars at him. They also threw millions of dollars at Peyton and Eli. Peyton and Eli, for the first time in their lives, are both to taste defeat. Because, I mean, it was easier to turn to the deuce mm-hmm. when it was Levy and company. And I like Levy and Greasy doing college football. And Greasy's now with the Niners. Did you see that? No. Yeah, he left Oh, TV. quarterback coach, right? Yes. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and uh, John Lynch hired him. Um, we'll get to quarterback coaching here in a moment. Oh, we will with Iowa football. Yeah, I saw that. By the way, what did what was Ference doing throwing cold water on the depth chart? Man, we'd have got a couple of segments out of this bad boy. We're still going to. Well, I, mean, I know that's true, but it should, probably should be quiet, right? Don't right, say anything. Right, yeah. shh, shh, shh. But you know, come on, man. <laughs> you, if, if you, why put it out if you're just going to throw cold water? But but we will. Yeah, we'll get to. We I do want to get to that, but just back to ESPN mm-hmm. for a second. Um, Peyton and Eli have no chance to compete. And maybe that's not what they're looking for. They're not. They didn't compete this year. In terms of numbers, they did not compete. No, because the the uh, the main broadcast did beat them on a weekly basis. And like not just drum. beat them, yeah. clubbed them. Mm-hmm. It was between 8 and 12 times more people watched that meh booth that they had <laughs> yeah. over Peyton and Eli. And now it'll be 18 to 20 times more people watching Buck and Aikman? No, it won't be that oh, much. Oh, I think it will. I think that these, these guys are... Um, See, you think, think Peyton and Eli are going to go from, it was about a 1 million. So what, they're going to have 200,000 people are going to no, be watching now? No, it won't now? be that bad. won't be that bad. But it, it, the numbers will go down. The numbers will go down. They, I think they would have regardless. You do? You do? There was year number one, kind of some buzz behind yeah, it. Yeah, the but newness of it, the shiny right. new toy. Check this out, have you heard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it never quite hit for me. You liked it a lot more than I, I did. I did, but you know what, Trent, to your point, I found myself at the end Watching more of the main broadcast, gravitating back towards me. right, and and I did appreciate when they would put out the guests that were going to join them. Mm-hmm. If there was somebody that was like Brady, you want to see Brady well, and course, Peyton, yeah. right? Uh, two of the all-time goats. Um, talk quarterback play, and oh, by the way, Eli's there, and he's got a couple of rings <laughs> at the expense of Tom Brady and his team. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but I like that. Al Michaels goes to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Do you see what they're paying him each game? I guess when you break it down like that, roughly $2 million a game. Good work if you can get it. Two, but think about that. Is that, is that, I mean, that's way over the top, right? Well, this is all over the top. Have you ever wanted to watch a football game but then had a broadcaster you didn't like say, I'm not going to watch it? No. no, no. This is about professionalism. And I think with both these realms, both Amazon and ESPN, mm-hmm. the biggest factor for both of them, ESPN has been continuing now over the last half decade of 
massaging the relationship with the NFL. It got ugly. And behind the former president, it got really bad. He well, cared about soccer. He didn't care about the NFL. <laughs> he was, seriously. Well, the, true, but at the same time, the NFL did ESPN no favors with the Monday night schedule. What was the reason behind that? Maybe it was uh, was, was it personal? It absolutely was. I don't think there's any doubt about it. That, that you, schedule that they got. So ESPN has worked very hard in week Disney. Week one, you were going to give you Jacksonville and the Panthers. And you think that's bad? Just wait till week two. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. It's that the Lions and the fill in the blanks. And the really, you've seen it the last three years. You've seen the Monday night schedule get better. A lot better. They've paid to make that happen, but I think and more now than they get Super Bowls. Well, ABC slash ESPN, and that was a part of it. Uh-huh. But ESPN needed to show that they were willing to do this to put together a great crew, mm-hmm. and I think this is going to help ESPN going forward. With well, the you NFL. had to, but uh, to ESPN's defense, just for for I mean, just I just want to throw this on with their side of the ledger. When NBC came in and took Sunday Night Football. That was the end of a really popular ESPN 6 o'clock appointment TV with Berman and Jackson. Sure. Right? And they no longer, they could no longer, or what was it? They were limited like two, I don't know what it was. They were limited in the amount of highlights that they could show. And, And that was so good. Uh, it's, I mean, if you want to see every game or the highlights of it, turn to those two guys. Tom Jackson was good. And Sunday Night Football also changed and evolved. I mean, you go back to the 80s when it started. And that was Has pretty crappy. around that long? Oh, yeah. Has it really? Yeah, TNT had it for a number of years. Yeah, I remember that. I remember we didn't have TNT, so I had to go Sunday night with my dad over to his buddy's house and watch a it was a Vikings-Bears game that was on mm-hmm. at that time. But that package was terrible. I mean, it was not what it morphed into and evolved into. And NBC being at the forefront, now we're looking at two decades of having the number one rated mm-hmm. show. Yep. Not sports program. Nope. Show. So, for two decades, right, and it's Sunday night football, so it's worked out incredibly well because of that. The cachet of Monday night football obviously dissipated too. Mm-hmm. There's been so many different factors that go into it, but I believe ESPN had to show that all right, we're getting a Super Bowl, and we want more. We want more playoff games. We want another Super Bowl. We want all these different things. In order to get that, you got to put together a booth that actually does it. So they had to pay, and they paid big time to yeah. do that. Same thing for Amazon. Amazon, though, they're just dipping their toe uh-huh. in here. They, they need had to, to go show. all out. Right. Yep. You can't just throw out Adam Amin. Who I like Adam Amin. Mm-hmm. But you throw Adam Amin and Kirk Herbstreit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go get a pro. Mm-hmm. Go get a guy. Again, that's not going to have people flip on their TV sets. No, but he's, he's done forever. Right. He's called some of the biggest games in sports. And it brings that notoriety yeah. that you need, I, I think, see, to yeah. the broadcast. I, you know what? I agree with you. Now, did they pay too much? Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's all funny money. Uh, Herb Street's uh, signed a contract. He's staying with ESPN for at least another five years with their college stuff, which is good because Fowler's grown on me. Chris Fowler's grown on me. I mean, I was a Musburger guy, and yeah. before that I was a Keith Jackson guy. But Musburger was good. Uh, that was that was that was really good, and I hated the change. But um, you know, it's you, you get accustomed to it, and I'm accustomed to that. All right, so let's talk Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what uh, quarterback news do you want to talk about? That there is a legitimate battle, or there's a two-way battle, or there's some help coaching the quarterbacks, which apparently came yesterday. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the depth chart, regardless okay. of what Kirk Hang says. Hang on, Trent, let me get it. It's real to me, damn it. <laughs> you ever see that guy that was uh, crying? It was a long-time meme, and this guy that is probably in his 40s, a little thick, a little mm-hmm. nerdy. Mm-hmm. And he's up there talking to a pro wrestling group, and he has no, the I microphone, and he, he says, well, it's real okay. to me, damn it. Nice. Well, these depth charts are real to me, damn it. Yes, they the, are. These depth charts actually matter to me. And this is what's going to trot out of the field when they... What is their first game? South Dakota? 
Who do they play first? So next state, yeah. I think it is. Against the Jackrabbits, who are good. Yeah, they were last year. This is not a layup. Nope. As you would hope some of those But this depth chart is set in stone, and this is what you're going to see. No, 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 no. Not set in stone, but let's start. Petrus, okay, the starter, listed first. Mm Mm-hmm. But how about having Joey Labus on the depth chart? On it already. Mm-hmm. That was that was an eye opener mm-hmm. because we rarely see that. It's usually just two quarterbacks on there. Yeah. And to put a redshirt freshman on there. Yeah. I thought said something. Uh, I don't you, know what exactly you know what it, said. it says it said to something. me. It says well, these kids don't have to sit out a year if they transfer. <laughs> and maybe we should placate him a little bit because we don't want him pissed off because he could go anywhere. And be instantly a part of that team. I think you have to. I think that might be part of it. Um, we heard a lot of good things about him. Oh, absolutely. Last year and in the uh, in the bowl practices, scout team stuff. Again, um, the bars net set real high at the Not position. At all. If the kid can, I don't want to say fog up a mirror, he should be able to get the job, <laughs> but. Um, because Petrus had his moments, not enough of them. Padilla came in, showed some flashes, not enough of them. The, the surprise in the depth chart is that Alex Padilla's name is on it. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of last year, I thought there's no way in hell. When Petrus said he's coming back, I thought that that was the writing on the roll. But good for Padilla to stick it out and wants to battle. Right. You know, and, and this will, there'll be no determination after August or what is it, April the 24th? Whenever the the um, open house is, there'll be no determination who's going to win the job. But it'll be good that everybody can, you know, form an opinion for themselves what they see. At least, you know, after fifteen practices, real competition. That reading what Kirk said yesterday, this is a real competition. Mm-hmm. This is not going in with preconceived notions or guys that we like. They're making this a true competition, which it needs to be, because Spencer Peters was nothing short of awful. He just was. Look at any statistical measure that you can find. He was a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways about it. You can like him as a person. You can hate him as a quarterback. Right. And that's where I am. Right. He's just not good enough for Iowa to evolve and to be better. Is that guy on campus? Is it Labus? Is it Padilla? I don't think Padilla's great either. I, I like his ability to move around a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. I like him more than Petrus. I don't think he's great by any means. And then you have the great unknown. And a lot of times people love to gravitate to that. backup quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy. the quarterback we've never seen play. I thought the most intriguing part, though, was that the much maligned decision, Brian, yeah. you're now the quarterback coach. Yep. This isn't that he doesn't know mechanics or things like that. Look around college football. Look at guys that jump positions. Oh, he never played the position before. It, those things are so overrated as it pertains to coaching. You can coach. You can coach pretty much any position and do it at a high level. Abdul Hodge is coaching tight ends. Right. Does Abdul Hodge have a whole lot of catches in his career? I don't recall a single one, Trent. But I don't think hands were at the top of his list. And route running <laughs> right. is not something that Abdul Hodge really knew a whole lot about. But can he coach? Yeah. Everybody says he can coach and he's going to find a way there. But John Budmer comes in as an analyst. This is a guy that you remember as yet another one of those dorky white Wisconsin quarterbacks. <laughs> The long line of plug them in, they look all exactly the same. That is Wisconsin quarterback play outside of Russell Wilson here over the last three decades. You can go way back to Alvarez early and and what we've seen lately. They're all pretty much the same guy. Some are better, some are worse, but they're all the same. Getting this guy that was the offensive coordinator last year at Colorado State. We saw that team. Yep, I liked what they did offensively. Well, they had a tight end. They they absolutely did. He's going to be... Second round pick. And they had a quarterback that could uh-huh. move around. And I like their offensive system that they had. It fell apart with Adazio. Usually things fall apart with him. Hmm. 
but a Wisconsin quarterback, guy that's been around for a little while, and you get him not as an assistant coach, get him as an analyst. I think that's a really good coup for this one. Do I know what he knows about footwork, mechanics, those kind of things? No clue. I mean, just it's pure speculation and guesswork at this time. But to get a guy with that kind of background, still young, 31 years old, and not as an assistant coach, but as an analyst, I think to that was a really with, good right? yes, yeah. a really good coup for Iowa and somebody certainly that can help at the quarterback position. Well, we'll uh, we'll see. It's, it, it can hurt. I mean, it, it can hurt. And uh, uh, Kirk went to to bat for his son yesterday in what? the press conference. It's surprising, right? Uh, was asked some questions about you know Brian's um, ability to do the job, and uh, it got a little defensive at times in in the presser. But it's good. Look, it's good you get a depth chart. Feed mm-hmm. the beast, right? Feed yes. the beast. This thing got more clicks, I'll guarantee you, because people want to see this stuff. Mm-hmm. Just any little nugget. Any little nugget to get folks to you know, start thinking about football again. Well, after all, their basketball team is done. Anything else jump out depth chart-wise uh, to you? I want to see how far Wonka goes on it or climbs on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that uh, they they went back to a uh, maybe a comfortable place. It certainly worked out with Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, moving a guy from defensive tackle to trying to see if he can play center or offensive line uh, in Logan Jones. That one does. Um, you know what does jump off the the page? We talked about this a little bit with Doc. Just the the kickers' names are all new, mm-hmm. and with the margin of error, and they've been incredibly not lucky, good to have the stable of kickers that they've had over the last what handful of years. Yeah, that if you needed a kick, there's a pretty good chance. Um, it's it's you're, you're going to make it. It's not like you're you're turning away that a lot of fan bases do because you know your kicker can't make a kick to save his life, right. and we know how this is going to end before it even happens. So that kind of did just I mean Blom is that he says new yes, B- yeah. Blom Aaron Blom uh, from Oski don't know anything about him. Heard a n- same thing. Some good things last year that they felt pretty confident mm-hmm. with him taking over the role. We heard those good things before. Had, you're right. This has gone incredibly well. The way I was built, you have to have a kicker that is Play plus. a lot of close games. Yeah. It has to be a plus of that position. Uh-huh. They don't have to be boomers. You can have guys that don't have the big leg. Keith Duncan. Right. Not a monster leg. No. No chance to play in the NFL. Nope. That's okay. At the collegiate level, even if you're 47, 48 yards, that's your max. But he was accurate. If you're accurate, yeah. you're going to hit those kicks. You have the and mental handle fortitude. the pressure. Yes. That goes along with uh-huh. it then you're going to be fine at the collegiate level in the way that Iowa plays. Because yeah, think back, even when they've had great kickers, Nate, Nate Kading and go all the way through, mm-hmm. Marshall Kane, outside of, what, the Kane kick against Pittsburgh, the 57-yarder yeah, to win that game right. against Pitt. What a kick. Kading had a couple opportunities. Kirk Schlicker, doesn't like had, those. A, Schlicker had a leg, didn't he? He did, yeah. but not a ton of opportunities. Yeah. It's, to me, a little bit surprising that you don't see Iowa a little more often try when they have a guy with that kind of leg, the 53-yarder. Is that the coach? I think so. I think it is too. Yeah. The other thing, uh, it was good to see the Williams boys uh, on the, on the mm-hmm. running back depth chart. I think that both of these kids. I, I mean, Lashawn Williams and Gavin Williams. I, I think there's. I think they're in good spot at the running back position. Don't you? I do. Yeah. After... I mean, we saw enough of them in the bowl game or glimpses in the bowl game that I came away thinking, boy, I'm not sure which one of them's better. And I was impressed with both of them. Tyler Goodson was a home run hitter. Yeah. Saw it in the Maryland game. He's got elite speed. We've seen it. Showed we up saw here. It at the combine. <laughs> Absolutely. That he's got that kind of speed, but how many times were they at second and twelve with the dancing in the backfield? Yeah, and the hole and go. Yeah. Although Brees Hall did that too. By the way, Brees Hall's got a chance to slip into that first. I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts. 
We're looking at the 49-year drought that coming to a close. That there's a chance that this is that um, that Iowa State's long drought of not having a first-round pick ends. Brees Hall is he's RB one. He's running back one now. What does that mean? Does that mean he's gonna? There was one of them last year, right? Mm-hmm. Najee Harris. Yep. Where'd he go? Like 22, 24, something like that to Pittsburgh. Um, oh, and they also have uh, Travis Etienne. Oh, he went right at the end. Yes. Right, right. By the way, speaking of that, did you see Hassel? Hassel? I, I, I saw it. I didn't click on it. Holy God. He's so talented. He is so talented. He, he is parroting uh, Urban Meyer when Urban Meyer is the coach at Jacksonville. It's good. It's worth it's the It's really good. It's really good. I say it all the time. Chris Hassel, you're costing your family money. Get out of the sports business. Get your way to Hollywood. <laughs> so, he's so talented. It's it's really it's it's good. Watch it if you get a chance. It's on. Uh, it's all. It's all over Twitter. All right. What else? Uh, just basketball wise tonight. Uh, it's been a long three days. Yes, it really has. In anticipation of the Sweet Sixteen resuming tonight, and boy, right off the bat, the Zags and the Razorbacks. More Zag money coming in this morning. It's crazy, Trent, that everybody is taking the points in this game. Arkansas, and Gonzaga's not covered in the first two. Right. And Arkansas wants to play fast. Uh-huh. They're 28th in tempo. They move incredibly fast. This is not the same Arkansas team we saw a year ago. They had two NBA dudes a year ago mm-hmm. as they went and they pushed Baylor. Remember in that yeah. Elite Eight game? They were very close to upending uh, the team that ended up winning the national championship. This Arkansas team is not the same, but there's something off with Gonzaga. You know, Timmy put the team on his back mm-hmm. in the second half. Mm-hmm. But this Arkansas team is built very similar. A lot of good athletes get up and down the floor like Memphis was that gave them trouble here. I, I'm certainly grabbing the points. Yeah. If this thing keeps moving, it might get up to 10.5. It's 10. I see a lot of spots here this morning. I can still envision this scenario. Yes, we're Gonzaga. This was their wake-up call. We talked about that earlier this week with Arizona. Mm-hmm. Everything clicks and they are fine. Because a, lot, a lot of folks feel that way, by the way, that I've read over the last couple of days. That, the same thing with Arizona. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. That yeah. It's particularly Arizona that they had their scare, they're going to be fine. But this is not a matchup that I, I think is an easy one by any means for the Zags. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a tighter mm-hmm. game than a lot of people anticipate. Trying Georgia State for 28 minutes right? had the Zags on the rope. Uh, they went to the halftime against Memphis. They were down 10, 41, 31. I went into this tournament thinking this is clearly the year that Mark Few finally gets it done. I don't feel that way at all. No, not at all. It's not the gap that it looked like it was going to be mm-hmm. throughout the course of the year. Now, so that, this is, but this, my theory is based on the first two games. Mm-hmm. Now, can they can they turn it on? Yeah. Mm, we'll see. They're really talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they absolutely can. Michigan, Michigan, Villanova. I have no feel for this game whatsoever. This is the one that I'm most intrigued by, I think. Texas Tech Duke we'll get to in a moment, mm-hmm. but Michigan, Villanova, you can lay out, I think, a half dozen scenarios and it can buy every one of them. Yep. If it's late in the game, Villanova doesn't miss free throws. Right. They make every smart play with Gillespie running the point. You know mm-hmm. they're going to be there, but that upside of Michigan. We haven't seen it often, but when it does come, it's as immense as most anybody, maybe short of the top five. They're that good. So, what does Villanova do here defensively? They're big, but they're not long. And against the bigs of Michigan, that can be a real big problem. This is a game where Houston finally hits some shots you know, for Michigan, and they're right there. I think Michigan hangs around. I think they got a shot to hang around. Freshman got to play well, Trent. Yes. Freshman got to play well. Texas Tech, I give them a big chance. Oh, they're favored. No, they're not. 
Yeah. They are favored They've now? been favored throughout. I all... thought Duke was a one-and-a-half-point favorite when the, when the number first came out. When it first came out, yeah. And then very quickly, it was pretty much all money that came in on Texas Tech early. And I think it's settled back. I'm looking right now, uh, even at most shots okay. here. But yeah, that's when things kind of bounce back and forth a little bit. Duke's going to score a mm-hmm. little bit. They're not going to be... Texas Tech's not holding them to 61 points, are they? Boy, if they do, they're home free. Oh, absolutely. But if it gets up and down, and the whistles are going the Dukies' way, which they again, as you'd anticipate, you know. and Texas Tech is called for forty-five fouls, and mm-hmm. okay, here we go, that's going to be a problem because I don't think even as bad as Duke has been at times defensively this year, can Texas Tech score eighty against them? If they need to win at eighty seventy-seven, no, I don't think so. Either. I don't think so. You saw it last round against Notre Dame; mm-hmm. I mean, they were. They were lucky to win that mm-hmm. Notre Dame They were. Game. And they got a pretty plus whistle themselves, I thought, in that game there. I have Texas Tech in every one of my brackets. Texas Tech in a lot of futures. I got a lot of Texas Tech money. And I have a sinking feeling this is not going to be the end for K now. <laughs> uh, we will get our break. Come back. Frank Schwab on the NFL. Look forward to speaking with him. Pick his brain on Tyreek Hill. Boy, that trade trend. The Chiefs now go into this draft with two ones, two twos, two threes, two fours. But they're not better today than they were yesterday. No. They're just not. This guy, he, look, Patrick Mahomes puts up great numbers. Yards after catch with Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. that goes a long way. Kelsey, um, Juju Smith-Schuster, decent player. Uh, nowhere close to Tyreek Hill, who's as big of a weapon. Now, it's a it's a win-now league, right? Mm-hmm. It's a win-now league. I don't know where they fit. Where do they fit in the AFC West? I don't think they're the favorites. I really don't. The favorite is? Chargers. Yeah. I can't do it. Denver. Show me something. I'd, I'd say Denver. I'd, I'd absolutely say Denver before I would the Chargers. I got to see it. I got to see it out of this group. I got to see Herbert in those big moments mm-hmm. still do it. Put me in Missouri. Show me. That's <laughs> still where I am with the Chargers. Chiefs third favorite in your mind? No. Denver. Raiders Kansas made City. some really good moves. Yeah. They did. They got the right coach. Well, based I know on what you're I saw, yeah, and McBlunder, right? Josh McBlunder, as he was known in the Mile High City, uh, that division just crazy. We'll we'll get to Frank Schwab. He's next. Uh, he will join us. We'll talk some NFL, talk some uh, some Sweet Sixteen with Frank as well. Miller and Condon underway on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six. Well, a memory sent you. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. All right, that's just cruel. you got to wait for September to hear this music and for it to mean something. It really is. Frank Schwab uh, joins the program 1035 on a Thursday. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. I will talk some football, also talk some Sweet 16 with Frank, who's a Wisconsin grad. We'll get to that. Hello, Frank Schwab. How are you? What's going on? Nah, good to talk to you. You know, you caused a pit in my stomach when I read your piece yesterday about the AFC West and the Chiefs are still favored. And you wrote the following paragraph, and it just reminded me, God, I, I, I tried to forget. Keenum, Flacco, Simeon, Lynch, Locke, Bridgewater. <laughs> oh, my God. It's worse than I can even recall as a Broncos fan. But it's changed Frank Schwab, hasn't it? Uh, yes, it certainly has. I mean, and yeah, I probably even missed a couple of guys on there. But... Yeah, I think I, as I sit here, like there's been so many moves. Uh, this is 
I, I mean, we, I mean, people always say this kind of these, this type of thing every year, but I do believe it's true this year. I think this is the craziest offseason we've had. I, I don't remember this many quarterbacks moving teams, this many stars moving teams, just good players switching it up. And so this has been a crazy offseason, but when I think about the entire offseason, I think the biggest move was Russell Wilson. I really do. I, I Because it gets the Broncos off of that carousel. They don't have to worry about it anymore. They can finally become a viable contender. It just stinks for them that they play in the toughest division of football. <laughs> it's, but, uh, yeah, the, the Denver Broncos you know, made a big, big statement. They got aggressive. They got their guy. I think Russell Wilson's just fine. I don't think anything that happened last year had anything to do with anything other than the injury. It was 100% injury-based. I still think Russell Wilson is the elite player we've seen for years and years, and I think the Denver Broncos are going to really enjoy him. We've had some disagreement between Ken and myself about Matt Ryan. What's left in the tank going to a spot with a good offensive line, a great running game, how good, how big of an upgrade it is over Carson Wentz now with the Colts have? What are you, what's your viewpoint? It's tough. It's tough because I, I, my personal opinion, I think he's going to be okay. I, I, I'm probably going to just play in the middle here and say mm-hmm. he's not going to be great. He's not going to be bad. I mean, you have to look at it one of two ways. Though. I mean, he looked bad last year. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. But you look at it either as he's a 37-year-old quarterback last year and he's just done. Like that's it. He's just had enough and I mean that happens to guys. He's going to be 38 this year. Or he played in a, one of the worst situations in the NFL. No offensive line. Calvin Ridley left the team to go gamble. Uh <laughs> no good receivers. He had to play with no running game. I mean, what did he have to work with? So it would be fully understandable if Matt Ryan had a rejuvenation in front of a great offensive line, handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor. I, you could totally see this turning around. So I think it's. I think he'll be fine. I, I don't think he's going to be great. We're never going to see 2016 Matt Ryan again. But I think he could be good enough around a really, really, really good Colts roster. Uh, let's uh, do, do Tyreek Hill. Who um, look? He's he's such a weapon. It may be the not the great biggest weapon in the league, but man, he's certainly one of them. I mean, he's he runs away from guys. Yards after catch, and he's helped Patrick Mahomes' career as well. Yes, Mahomes is a, is an elite. I get that, but boy, oh boy, Tyreek Hill. I think Mahomes is going to miss him. So, having said that, do you get the trade? They get a king's ransom for him—a one, a two, and a four, and a four and a six next year. The Chiefs have a lot of draft picks. All of a sudden, now they've got a high price quarterback in a, sal- in a salary cap league. Do you get the move? Do you like the move? Will uh, ultimately this work out for Kansas City? Uh, this is one of the rare trades that I absolutely hate for both teams because let's start with Kansas City. To me, okay, Ty- Tyreek Hill wants the world. Unless he has told you, I will not play on this contract this year. I'm going to make life difficult on you. I'm holding out, blah, blah, blah. Then I just ride it out. Yeah, he wants a ton of money. Okay, well, then he leaves in free agency and gets a ton of money. I think it's yeah, they got draft picks back, but I don't know. I maybe the Rams have just uh, you know, changed my opinion on things. But who cares about the picks? Go mm. go chase a title. You're still in a Super Bowl window. You have one of the top three receivers in the NFL. Why trade him and punt that away when you don't have to? Unless again, unless Tyreek was like, no, I'm not playing. Okay, that that does change the math if you th- if you don't want to call that bluff. So I don't think the Chiefs are better right now. And, you know, people are like, oh, they'll just draft Tyreek Hill's replacement with the 29th pick. Yeah, yeah it doesn't happen that often. Like, it's, you're probably drafting Jalen Rieger instead of Justin Jefferson. Oof. Like, that, that's the, the odds, right? Like, right. I mean, you're, you're going to get a decent player, but there's no guarantee you're going to light the world on fire with, with the 29th pick or the second-round pick or fourth-round picks or whatever. I, I 
get it. I, I understand what they did, but at the same time, I chased the championship because they still obviously could win a Super Bowl right now. And for Miami, okay, you got Tyreek Hill, but you're playing fantasy football. He does not fit what you have. You you just paired the best deep threat in the NFL with a quarterback who can't throw it deep. Mm-hmm. What good does that do you? What what possible fit? And I, the one the, the thing I've compared it to over and over is it reminds me exactly of when the Lakers acquired Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook in a vacuum is a great player. I love Russell Westbrook. He does not fit at all with what the Lakers did. Because they're just gathering players without thinking about team construction, and this is kind of just a Dolphins move. Like, this is what they do. They, oh, wow, we can get Tyreek Hill. But, yeah, but you don't have a quarterback who really matches his skill set, so what difference does it make? I, 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 and I'm not even, you know, down on that far, down on Tua, but we kind of understand what he is right now. He's a game manager. He's, a, he's not a deep thrower. He's an intermediate thrower at best. And he, you can win games with him, and that's fine, but... Tyreek Hill's going to get wasted there, so what did you really give up for him? I, I Again, one of the rare trades where I just hate it for both sides. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. Frank, I'm going to welcome you in right now to the Condon Casino. <laughs> we have uh, odds up, and you've got a $100 free roll here. Chiefs at plus 160, these numbers from DraftKings. Broncos and Chargers plus 250 to win the division, and the Raiders at plus 650. It's a free roll. Who are you putting your money on to win the AFC West? Chargers. I and I feel like I feel so dumb because I go down this road every <laughs> Me year. Too. And Lucy pulls away the football yeah. all every single year. But my goodness, the Chargers are loaded. I, I mean, Justin Herbert's a star. We know that. Like that. I mean, he's. We he's were so wrong, Frank. I know, right? Oh. And then, uh, and then, you know, I, you know, they re-sign Mike Mike Williams. They go get Khalil Mack. They go get J.C. Jackson. And are all these guys overpaid? Yeah, they sure are. I, but what does it matter to them? They they got a quarterback who's one of the top five guys in the league making peanuts right now. This is what you do when you have a situation like that. You overpay guys to go. Let's go chase this thing. Let's go get it. I think that they're absolutely loaded. I, I mean, if they have any luck at all this year, which has eluded them for decades, I guess. <laughs> I think that they're an elite, great team right now. I mean, they've they've had the off season you want to have. Like, let's go, let's go get this thing. Let's let's put all our chips on the table while we have Justin Herbert on this really really cheap deal because he's going to get that Mahomes money pretty soon. So, I, nothing against the Broncos and nothing against the Raiders. Look, the Raiders are getting overlooked by everybody. Yep. This this is a ten win team, made the playoffs, almost beat the Bengals, added Devontae Adams, added Chandler Jones. If Josh McDaniels is is better off this time around, and I surely hope he is, we, why are we overlook at the Raiders? Why do we not think the Raiders can compete? Uh, it's just a loaded, loaded division. But I, I'm falling for the Chargers trick one more time. Mm. Uh, one more. I do want to get to the Sweet 16 with you? I saw you and Ariel Epstein's little uh, video uh, blog that you put up with your picks. Get into that in a second. Um, Green Bay. You mentioned Devontae. Adams. Did, did Aaron Rodgers know prior to signing his? He had to have right known that their plans. He that, had to have right. right? I, I, right, I, I can't. I, I can't even imagine he didn't. I don't. That would just be incre- just crazy. Like, I mean, if if you didn't realize that, and what screwed this all up, not just Tyreek, not just Devontae Adams, it was Christian Kirk of all people. I think yes. because when Christian Kirk was just a guy, like he is nothing special yet to in this point of his career, when he signs a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars worth twenty one million dollars a year, every good receiver says. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, I'm not taking the same money Christian Kirk got. I'm way better than Christian Kirk. That bumps up everybody. So I think Christian Kirk's contract screwed this all up for, for the Chiefs, for the Packers. And I assume, I mean, it, it's if Aaron Rodgers didn't know, that'd be pretty shocking. But Because, I mean, he had to have gone through all this with the Packers. One that kind of flew under the radar for me, Allen Robinson. Of course, as a Bears fan, watched a lot of his games over the last yeah. three years and pretty uh, disappointing. Going to the Rams, though. A, how do the Rams have money? How do they keep doing this? Stafford gets a deal. I I, supposed I, to get Bobby Wagner, apparently. The, the salary cap wizardry that they have going on there. And Allen Robinson, what's left on the tank? How helpful is he going to be in your mind to the Rams? Uh, yeah, the Rams' salary cap uh, is, is impressive, like well, what they do. And good teams do this. And I'm sure the Bills going to come to it at some point. We're going to have a Saints off season where we look and we're like, oh, wow, there's $75 million over the cap. <laughs> but who cares? Kick, I, I, I've gotten to the point of just when there's no five-year plan in the NFL. You ain't going to be around five years. Win now. Try Go for this thing, you know? I mean, unless you're at Houston and you know you're not winning this year. You take your shots. Kick the can down the road salary cap-wise. Trade the picks. Who cares? Um but I, I, I personally, maybe I'm just being blinded by Allen Robinson, what we've seen in the past. I think Allen Robinson's a top mm, 20 receiver, 15. Like, yeah. I think he's so good. I can't really explain what happened last year other than quarterback situation wasn't good. And I think he just mentally checked out. I, and, and that sucks. I mean, that's nothing you should do. I get it. You're getting paid a ton of money. But... I think he was just so disappointed by not just a franchise tag again, but also playing with those quarterbacks in that terrible offense. That I just think he was he was out to lunch a little bit. He just didn't we didn't want to be there basically. And I think he's going to be rejuvenated. I'm fully in on this Allen Robinson thing. I think Allen Robinson's going to have a phenomenal season. And Cooper Cup's going to get all the attention, so yep. he's he's not going to have that. And this is the first time he's got a legitimate quarterback in his life. Like he went from Christian Hackenberg to Blake Bortles to I mean it just Dimitri Trubisky. This is the first. First time, Allen Robinson. I feel like I've watched Allen Robinson catch 400 balls in his career, whatever it is, and not one of them has been on his hands. Not one of them has just been right there on his chest, right? Like every single one's a circus catch. So now he's finally got a quarterback. I think Allen Robinson's going to have a heck of a, of a, of a season this season. Uh, let's talk college basketball. First of all, Yahoo Sportsbook. Have you guys um, gotten into the sports betting? I mean, we know what you do, obviously, but do you actually have an online presence? Can you uh, we t- don't we, not we, yet partners partners with we're partners with MGM so that's our uh, gotcha. our portal I guess so yes we do not actually take bets I, I I'll make bets I'll make many right. bad bets yeah. but yeah. they're they're all on the MGM site where did you now I know you were watching that piece with you and Ariel Epstein uh, you were in Vegas Trent and I were in Vegas for the conference championship weekend you were there for the opening weekend uh, it's a bucket list I, I try to tell our audience all the time you're going to be inconvenienced there's going to be long lines for a beer for something to eat but it's so much <laughs> it is so much fun. Where were you, Frank? Oh, just everywhere. I yeah. we went to you know, we were at Circo one time, we went to Carnival Court to hang out where it's an outdoor music uh, basically cover bands and stuff. And we were just bouncing around the city. We've I've gone every year since two thousand one. To the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. So, all my buddies. Yes, it is a bucket list thing. If you haven't done that, if you are a sports fan, especially college basketball fan, a Vegas fan, all that, you go once, you're going to go every year. It's it, it's it's just like wow, this is the place to be for the greatest sporting week of the of the year, in my opinion. Anyway, I love the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. It is so much fun, and my goodness, last weekend was good. The games are just phenomenal, capped off by that Arizona overtime thriller. No, no doubt, no doubt about it. Well. um, you're picking Miami to to knock off Iowa State. You know, the more I look at this uh, Hurricanes team, 
Um, I can certainly see your, your line of thinking. It's a, it's a guards game, and especially in the tournament, but boy, oh boy, they are loaded with Wong and McGusty uh, and and Moore. Um, I thought Iowa State had a chance when the, when the you know before I started really digging into that, and I flipped on Auburn and Miami after Iowa State had dispatched your Badgers. Um, yeah, that had to sting a little bit. But um, Miami, they're <laughs> eighty to one, Frank. Is is this a team, a, a dark horse team? With uh, I mean, obviously they got huge odds. Can they go? I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever talk anybody out of an eighty to one. Like, what, right? what do you what do you got to lose? It's eighty to one, and of course you could justify that. I don't think they're going to do it, but I like Laranaga. I think he's a really good coach. And honestly, part of the reason I'm picking Miami is I'm still so bitter about <laughs> the, the way Wisconsin played. Like, you were one of twenty two from three. You turned the ball over more than any other game this season. You had the lowest field goal percentage you had any game this season, and you only lost by five. Like, come on, he hit. Two shots, and you're in the next round. So I, I don't look at. Maybe I'm just being a hater. Maybe I'm just being an Iowa State. You know, you're. They they went from twelve and zero to twenty and twelve. They were eight and twelve for a stretch before the tournament. I don't think there's a quality team. I don't know Miami is either, but I think Miami's better. At least they can score, and I don't think Iowa State can. Brad Davidson, not liked over in Iowa City. Now not liked in Ames. <laughs> not liked across the right. Big Ten. But as a Badger fan, how will you remember? The Brad Davidson arrow will remember him for punching people in the junk. Yeah, I know. And I, I kind of I didn't like him for a while. I thought, oh, this is our Grayson Allen. I don't yeah. like this. But mm. he showed such leadership this season for a team that I, I know it ended disappointingly, but they did have a great run. They did. They, you know, to win a half of the Big Ten title was great. And, you know, he proved a lot of things. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if we see him being a good I would Even somebody mentioned the possibility of, is this guy going to take over Greg Gard's job one day? And it's like, mm-hmm. mm, he might. Like, he, I could see him on that kind of career path. Frank, thanks for doing this for us. You know you're awful busy this time of year. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, be able to find some time before the draft uh, on your schedule. Thank you, Frank. Sure, guys. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. Uh, dot com as we catch up with Frank. Yeah, the Big Twelve fooled a lot of people. You know that, that Iowa State's record in that in that conference wasn't mm-hmm. good. No. Um, Should Oklahoma have been in now? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I could. You can certainly make that case. Mm-hmm. You can certainly make that case. Trent, the the Miami Iowa State matchup. I, I'm starting to look. I didn't think Iowa State would get past LSU. He didn't. He didn't listen to me on Friday. No. Um, but they did, and then they got past Wisconsin, obviously, and they're playing defense. They're, 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 they've, they've gone back to the way they were playing in non-con. You know, the defensive end of the floor and just junkyard dogs just getting in everybody's face and uh, just def- defying you the basket. That's what they are, and that's what they're doing. This so, is the best defense they played in a month. Yes, without a doubt. They're reengaged, uh-huh. got their legs back underneath them. They're playing at the level that we saw, certainly during November, December, and into January. They're back at that right mm-hmm. now. So but you're Wong on the public and, side. Well, Wong and Gusty Trent, those guys are difference makers. Troy and Moore's been around forever. Troy Moore, uh, Troy Macker, excuse me, from yeah. Bet Rivers yesterday told us during our TV show they have the biggest liability on Miami. That yeah. is where the most people are betting. I'm looking at uh, another spot that I go, 72% of the money, 69% of the bets on Miami. That's the mm-hmm. biggest difference right now in all eight of the Sweet 16 games. You, you want to go what? on the public side, huh? Well, I don't. Um, Give me those clones. Give me those look, clones. Look, and I would say would have it another way, right? They, they mm-hmm. love doing this. We were picked last. Nobody picked us. They're using this. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? And look at the run that they're on. They're playing with house money. If they get bounced tomorrow night, it's been a hell of a year.
and a remarkable year. And we're uh, going to go a little deeper next hour with Christopher Stock. Yes, he covers Miami and has for 20 years or thereabouts, mm-hmm. so look forward to catching up with him. We'll take our break. We'll come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Con, a busy hour number two at Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Real quick, Noah Carter entering the transfer portal. Panthers losing, uh, although he was in it last year, apparently. He was. Uh, this one feels like this is the end, though. Very quickly happens after the season, yeah. Right. Connecting some dots here. Came back, made another run at it, and mm-hmm. had not, a really good year. Played not, out of position. Not going to be alone in the transfer portal. I think there's somebody destined for Ames. I do too. It continues. The rumblings are out there. They've been out there now Mm -hmm. for going on a month. AJ Green going to play with his dad, now an assistant coach at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. My question is how does he fit into that backcourt? Good. Well, give him the ball, let him shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, got a pretty good point guard there and a playmaker. It would be a completely different role for AJ Green Mm -hmm. playing with Tyrese Hunter. Mm -hmm. And you couple that with. Is he Brockington's role? I don't see him as that kind of player. See, here's what I don't know about A.G. Green. Because um, it looks like you got to play defense for T.J. Oh, absolutely. And and I love that about his coaching style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm assuming he'll fit in, right? He'll do right. what he has to do. But if if that's the case, and A.J. Green went through senior day, mm-hmm. um, if they lose Green and Carter, and I get it, the mid-major schools, they, they understand now with name, image, and likeness, and you don't have to sit out a year they're up against it a lot of times. I mean, it's going to be this time every single year, your roster is going to get plucked by the big boys. And that, that doesn't sit well. And I totally get where they're coming from. You put it in the time, you yes. develop, you find the diamond in the rough. And mm-hmm. then just like that, they're gone. They're gone. Yesifu last year. Oh, absolutely. A, a great one. And did it work for Yesifu? No, it didn't. But I think it will for Carter. Well, I don't know where he's going to end up. But if Green works, uh, does make its way to Iowa State, and there's certainly this isn't just buzz. There's a lot of chatter that this is going to happen. I've heard it from three different people, and I know two of them don't know each other. This is uh, just one metric, but defensively, defensive uh, box score plus minus. AJ Green was a negative, and he has been a negative during his three years as a full time player for you and I. Again, just one metric. Mm-hmm. That would have to improve to play for TJ. We will take a timeout. Come back. Hour number two. Way more college basketball conversation. We're packed. Kerry Miller, Bill Bender, uh, and a guy that covers the U, Christopher Stock, for InsideTheU.com, part of 24-7 Sports. He'll help us out with the team that he covers before we get to Transplay the day sponsored by Circus Sports. It's Miller and Condon. Hour two is next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.